Dan Malecki joins us now after another very busy weekend of harness action. We had uh, the Bendigo Cup on Saturday night. We also had the Group 1 Maori Mile. And then we also had the Cobram Cup yesterday. Dan, uh, good afternoon to you. Very busy weekend. Certainly is. Uh, it, it always is at this time of the year through the summer. It's it's harness racing through and through. We've got another double hitter of cups, country cups next weekend. But uh, there was some incredible action. Uh, Bendigo Cup. Who thought it was uh, a boring race until they got to about the thousand? Uh, a lot has changed, and the aftermath from it is uh, is uh, rather extraordinary. Yeah, no doubt about that. So much drama. In the Bendigo Pacing Cup, we, we spoke to Mick Stanley at the start of the program to get an update on uh, his health after that incident, which saw rock and roll do. Well, he was pulled out of the race, uh, and then as a result of that, Mick was collected by Major Meister with Cameron Hart driving, who then went on to actually win the race. So an incredible turn of events, Dan. Oh, it, it was. When, when I saw Rock and Roll do it, the bell, a lap to go, I, he just, he, he looked like he, he was, he was turning his head. He was wanting to shift mm-hmm. out. And my first thought, having seen those sorts of things or similar to over a long period of time, I, I thought, A, it could be a cardiac arrhythmia or it was that of a horse that was choking down. But he kept going for a little bit longer, throwing his head about. Clearly something wasn't right, and Mick uh, Stanley was pulling him out of the race to that point. Uh, and then uh, you probably don't necessarily uh, look on it live unless you had your eyes on what was wrong with Rock and Roll Do and then see Major Meister run into the back of him. He sort of shifted up the, the track a, a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the injury to, to Michael Stanley. When there's ever anything associated with the spine or, or, or the neck, uh, you can imagine how delicate those things are uh, when a person person injured is complaining of those sorts of issues so it took quite a bit of time for the uh, uh, ambulance uh, personnel and then the paramedics that got to the track to go through him and make sure those injuries weren't even more significant they're, they're bad enough as it as it is but the, the last race ended up running about an hour and a half later than then uh, schedule, but um, you know, Michael's uh, banged up a bit. He's got some broken vertebrae, as no doubt you you know, having chatted to him. Uh, but uh, it'll be at least six weeks or so before uh, we'll see him back uh, in the in the cart. And with Rock and Roll, do of course as well. It puts a big question mark on on where he's at uh, with some very big races ahead. Yeah, in terms of Mick Stanley, I think having spoken to him this morning, um, despite the pain that he was in and and the significance of the injury, he sounded to be. Well, he sounded to me quite relieved, to be honest, that it was only um, a four to six weeker and he'll be back in the sulky uh, in you know a month or two's time because it could have been a whole lot worse for him. And um, although he's got a boring couple of weeks coming up on the couch, uh, it's, uh, I think, a, a pretty good outcome considering, um, yeah, as you pointed out, the delicacy of, of the spinal injuries. Um, in terms of the winner, Dan, Major Meister, it's, a, it's another Country Cup victory. Um, an incredible performance because the interference that that horse had to overcome, and then to be able to round up his rivals the way that he did, um, he's going just really, really well at the moment for, for Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart. Well, he had a broken bone in his leg that had healed up by the start of last year, so say 12 months ago when he came back from a break, but uh, his progress has been extraordinary, to say the least, and even the way he went about his business. He got checked, uh, lost ground as he was building momentum and still come around and win. I mean, it's a real head-scratcher. It was a extraordinary win. But the funny part was the first lap of that race was run at a really fast speed. Um, they've mile-rated 156.1, but the last mile they only just went inside 159. So that first lap of the race was at a really good tempo. So everything about the race, it, it was just uh, why they were going so quickly early, 
uh, and then that interference, and then of course the aftermath uh, that came uh, came uh, came through it. Um, look, a lot of these horses will attempt to progress towards uh, a the country cups. We've got Shepparton and Ballarat in the next two Saturday nights, but also uh, the Hunter Cup is only a month away. So there are places up for grabs. It's going to be a very competitive month. But Major Meister, we've seen him do it from the front now because he's got decent gate speed and over a shorter trip, and we've been able to see him do it at the end of a long-distance race as well. I mean, the pace was on, so it looked like it might suit a horse coming from behind, and he was able to come from well back the, the other night, and he's continuing on with his uh, picket fence uh, form line. He's favourite for the Hunter Cup now, Dan. What? He's favourite for the Hunter Cup, Major Meister. Really? He sure is. Well, that's, uh, I'm surprised by that, uh, but a lot will have to do with the horses that we get to see uh, at Shepparton next week, and particularly Ballarat. I'd say Ballarat is the key lead-up race, and you would think that Major Meister may well be heading there, but you'll get a better idea of the quality of horse involved there. If Rock and Roll do, does that put a question mark on where he's at the other night? Um, if he's going to head to the Hunter Cup, it'll be with a different driver. So how much that's going to upset his campaign? So a lot more will be found out. Remember, it was a, not dissimilar in a way to Lock and Var Art. Um, was it last mm. year? I'm losing my time uh, now. But remember, he come back and he was in the Shepparton Cup and he was a bit... Plain. I identified that I thought he was a bit un, under where I thought he would be, and then the rush was on to try and get him right for the uh, for the Hunter Cup, which uh, pretty much went by the wayside. But similarly uh, with Rock and Roll Do. Now I guess there's that question mark as to whether it'll be the same Rock and Roll Do, but whether or not indeed he will be able to progress towards that race. Because I'm sure him at his best is still the best horse. But when you see him put in a performance like that, um, you have a lot of concern. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. So he's got a pass tonight at Geelong uh, before he can return to the races. And, uh, yeah, I really hope that he can, Dan, because I feel as though he's a horse that um, can, can really carry the sport forward for the next couple of years off the back that off the back of what he did in the Victoria Cup last year. He, he had Superstar written all over him. So I really do hope that we, we get to see the best of him once again. And uh, for Mick Stanley as well, it'll be, it'll be great if we do. Um, I should just apologise. So... Uh, the market that I looked at yesterday did have Major Meister as the favourite. Now, that market that I did look at, it still has Major Meister the favourite. But with the tab, this is the market for the Hunter Cup as we speak. Acknow's the $4.50 favourite. And then you've got four horses on the second line of betting. Expensive Ego, Honolulu Bay, Major Meister and Rock and Roll Do are all at $6. Copy that's at $8. And uh, then you're out to sort of $14 for Leap to Fame. Is that how you see the market at the moment, Dan? Is that how you'd be framing it? No, not at all. It just depends on the commitment. If you could get commitment uh, from trainers, the horses are definitely going there. I mean, I wonder with Act now, he looked really tired, needs a bit of a break. I'm not even sure he'll go there, or he'd go there. He could be first up into it, but I haven't really talked to Emron Clayton about Act now, but I reckon what he really needs is a, is a good freshen up. Uh, expensive ego, where's he at? He, he might be the right sort of horse for it, and Honolulu Bay definitely. He's had that little bit of a break, and he should be spot on. Um, rock and roll do question mark if copy that came over here um, do we treat him as the New Zealand copy that or the Australian copy that they're quite different if a cooter and leap to fame two outstanding four-year-olds were engaged I'd be wanting to be on them and their prices would shorten dramatically um, but I, I don't know of any commitment from either stable that they could be here and um, 
Major Moth, talking to Emma the other night, he will still head towards the Hunter Cup. Yeah. But again, you want to see him have his first run back, make sure it's okay. And there's a few others. Like if Spirit of St. Louis found his right form, Mac Dan drew the front line, there are other horses that could come right into it. I, I tend to think with each open-class race run anywhere in the eastern seaboard over the next two weeks, you might have a different favourite for the Hunter Cup based on the results of each of those races, including our country cups in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and as you've sort of just highlighted there, Dan, there's just question marks over so many of these horses in the market. There's, there's a little bit of a chink in the armour of all of them. I agree with you. I think Major Moth, he's $17 the win, four twenty the place. He could be a bit of a value each way play this far out, Dan, with the expectation that he would shorten up if he goes in that direction. Yeah, and look, and you want to get some certainty that that will happen because he was scratched on New Year's Eve. Uh, and I talked to Emma, we talked with her on RSN the next morning, and she made it sound like he'll be fine and ticked off that heading towards the Hunter Cup and he'll be fine for that. It wasn't a, a major problem. You still want to see him back and make sure that he is okay, but he's not the only one in that boat. There's probably a good half a dozen horses. You want to see, say, Ballarat Cup, that's why it would be the critical race, and to see them in that race and then assess how they perform as to whether they go on towards the Hunter Cup, and the likelihood is that they probably would, but I think nothing will define the Hunter Cup more than that Ballarat Cup. Mm, There's a lot to play out in the next couple of weeks. This afternoon, Dan Malecki is on the line. I believe he's at Yarra Valley. Calling the action at Yarra Valley today, Dan? I am indeed, Matt, yes. Yeah, well, you can tell you do the race rosters. You put yourself on the uh, the good gigs, don't you? There's no better place <laughs> than Yarra Valley to watch the races. It's a good spot. There's no doubt about that. It's pretty warm today because it is in a valley. Whenever it's 30 degrees somewhere else, it always feels like it's about 37 here. They've got a gallops meeting here on tomorrow, and it's set up for that as well. So it looks in pristine condition. Yeah, it's a sensational part of the world. Hey, Dan, before we move on, you sent me a text regarding the, the Hunter Cup night now. The four-year-olds that are listed in the market at the moment for the Hunter Cup, there's a four-year-old Bonanza on that same night, so it would be unlikely that they would go around in the Hunter Cup. Is that how how you would assume it would work? Yeah, absolutely. So the commitment might be that those horses will be there, but they'll go through the four-year-old Bonanza. They'll have to because they'll have a preparation heading towards the Chariots of Fire, and if anything, some of those horses will be trying to get into a Miracle Mile. So that's a bit unfortunate when you think those uh, four-year-olds that maybe, maybe could have had a crack at the the, the Hunter Cup. Um, the the four-year-old Bonanza has been a wonderful uh, form race for uh, the Chariots of Fire and, and also the Miracle Mile in recent years. So it makes sense that they'll go down that way, but it also um, uh, brings to the fact that those four-year-olds are going to be unlikely to run in the Hunter Cup, uh, Leap to Fame and Akuta, or any other of the horses that we saw as three-year-olds catch away, for example, that have come through Captain Ravishing, another one, uh, that wouldn't go through a Hunter Cup, not this year. They've got too many uh, options at, at a good level. Also, with a change in the uh, the group cataloguing and the matching of the prize money to those races, um, I've noticed that the four-year-old Bonanza is going to be a Group 2 race. It'll carry the same amount of prize money. Now, we need this race at Group 1. It's one of the best form lines of any a harness event in Australia. So we need increased funds to make that Group 1. That is one race that needs Group 1 stature, is the four-year-old Bonanza. It'll be run as Group 2 this year, and I suspect it'll be the only time that happens. All right, strong sentiments there from Dan Malecki on the, the four-year-old Bonanza. And uh, if you're looking to have a long ranger there on the Hunter Cup, that's good information. Maybe steer steer clear from the uh, the four-year-olds in that market at the moment, which does appear to be 
awfully wide open. Uh, the Group 1 on Saturday night at Bendigo, Dan, was the Maori Mile for the Trotters and uh, Aldebaran Zoos made amends for his uh, uh, placing on Vic Bread night. Yeah, look, he's a much better horse, but he's able to lead. There's no doubt about that. And uh, the form line from that Vic Bread four-year-old finals really stood up because Central Otago, in perhaps a lesser race, but a competitive race, was able to win uh, earlier on in the night. And Elder Baron Zeus, who was placed behind Loxley Lover and Don't Care, and Don't Care came out and won the, the, uh, the Trotters Cup at Cobram yesterday. So the form line couldn't be any stronger. And Elder Baron Zeus's performance couldn't be any better either. He, he's a top gun, and he showed that. He was able to assist in the early part after initial uh, false start and uh, he was too strong he was too slick and he recorded a really really fast time of 154.8 it was the elder baron park maori mile and of course the winner uh, bred and uh, owned by elder baron lodge and uh, and duncan mcpherson uh, and also uh, the thackerays who, who do such a great job danny and mel uh, and also uh, T. Cullen in the ownership there of Elder Baron Zoo. So he was terrific. It was a really good race to watch. It often is, though, the pressure that's put on them over the shorter trip. And some big races, some great trotting races coming up with the Dallard Cup and the Great Southern Star. And uh, we should be able to see all the trotters engaged in that race uh, perform in those big races in the next month. Yeah, and there was great footage, I think, posted from, I think it was uh, the trots, uh, HRV social media pages, um, of, of connections of Aldebaran Zeus after the race. Obviously very excited and emotional with that victory. So congratulations to all connected there with the Group 1. Uh, on Saturday night at Bendigo, Dan, anything else catch your eye across the night? Uh, look, there was uh, obviously the Bendigo Pacing Cup, uh, and at least we're up to date now with uh, how uh, Mick Stanley is. And for Rock and Roll do we're probably talking about the... Uh, uh, the number one horse, at least of the open class ranks in Victoria here. So it's crucial to get the updates on him and how he goes in a trial tonight. Hopefully it's just a matter of uh, him having an off night, an aberration, and he uh, he does what he has to do uh, to get through his trial tonight of satisfaction. But, um, you know, otherwise, remember what happened with Chautauqua when all eyes were on board yeah. when he was going to a trial there, and it, it sort of went backwards. I think the story behind Kowalski and Alice's continuing to win and step up after his injuries and the job that David Lewis and his team and, and Glenn Craven, the way he's driving at the moment, Rob Orber made mention of this, I reckon, six months ago or more and, and asked him a question about it. and Glenn said he sort of tra- changed his style of driving. Well, he's done it for the better as well. He, he He's getting to a level that I would not be afraid to put Glenn Craven on in a Group 1 race. So there could be some catch drives coming up for him. I think he's doing a super job. We had Andy Gathon uh, cracking the code Saturday morning. Now, we talked about Majestuoso, who clearly underperformed. But he was so dogmatic about, when we asked him about Whiskey Cavalier's chances, he used that M word, the M word that, and I'm not talking about Maliki either, I'm talking about the M word that most of us are too afraid to use. He just (laughs) simply said moral, and he was spot on. It bolted in. It was around $2. I love the M word, Dan. It's my favourite word. I don't think you're too afraid to throw it out there every now and then. Uh, no, I don't know about that. I, I want to be pretty sure about it. I don't use it too often. I certainly don't overuse it because uh, you will get caught out. But uh, Andy, um, Andy's the sort of guy, when he declares something, they, they usually mm. win. He knows his horses, and I think he's got a big opinion of him, uh, Whiskey Cavalier. And, uh, look, he, who knows? Maybe he's a horse that could throw his hat into the ring for a Hunter Cup. The way he's progressing... You never know. He he might be one of those lead-up races or a country cup prior that gives him a, a chance of uh, putting his hand up at least or right. his hoof. We'll keep an eye on uh, Whiskey Cavalier then. I'm just trying to see if you can get a, 
a price or if he's even in the market at the moment with uh, the uh, the tab. I can't find it at the moment anyway, but we'll keep an eye on him, certainly. Uh, and you're right, if Andy Gath tells you that one's winning, you're best to put your money on it, that's for sure. Uh, Dan, at Cobram yesterday, another great program as well. On a Sunday afternoon, we had the, the Cobram Trotters Cup and also the Cobram Pacing Cup, which was taken out by Curly James and David Moran. Yeah, we're speared to the front. It was a really good performance by Curly James. I must admit, I thought Serge Blanco was going to get him, um, but it, the winner was uh, was well rated out in front. Uh, and considering that he was first up since April, it's a mighty training performance to do that and win a country cup when your horse is first up from a long spell. So well done to David Moran, uh, both as a trainer and his drive to sort it out of the gate over a long trip. They... Look, they don't often keep going and keep winning, but I thought he rated him perfectly on the big track there. Um, his final quarter was 27-3, and in particular, the last half was very slick. It was 55 seconds. Serge Blanco's a good horse. Cobran Cup's a good race for horses that use as stepping stones to go on to bigger things, and I think Curly James has shown that he can and the way he's returned from a spell, and I fully expect Serge Blanco to be one of those horses uh, as well. But particularly... Uh, compliments to, to David Moran and his choice of race to get this horse back, to get it fit enough, to train it up to win a country cup and drive it to success. Mighty performance is very, very hard to do. Yeah, we've even got the audio, Dan. Let's have a listen to Curly James winning the Cobram Pacing Cup. Curly James, the leader, around the turn in the cup. It leads by three metres, Serge Blanco. Firefox is out again from the 1-1 one, one and storming home. Curly James, Firefox and Serge Blanco. Curly James and Serge Blanco. Curly James, Serge Blanco. Curly still in front. Curly James has won the cup. Curly James wins it ahead over Serge Blanco. Firefox is third. Yeah, so that was Curly James yesterday taking out the Cobram Pacing Cup for Dave Moran, well done to Dave getting the win there. Yesterday, also at Cobram yesterday, Dan, we had the Cobram Trotters Cup, which was taken out by Don't Care, uh, trained by Kate Hargraves and driven by Shannon O'Sullivan. Let's have a listen to the concluding stages. Leader was Don't Care. Powder Kegs asked for the supreme effort. Waiting a run was She's a Pleasure. Robbie Royals tacked on to the rest of them. They turned. The leader was Don't Care. To the sprint lane run goes She's a Pleasure. Powder Keg can't fight anymore. Don't Care in front. Coming at it was She's a Pleasure. Don't Care's all out. She's a Pleasure's coming home strongly on the inside. Don't Care. Don't Care won at a short half head. Yeah, he hung on by a whisker. Don't Care there, Dan. And um, I had a chat to Shannon O'Sullivan on the program this morning because her interview yesterday with Rob Orber on Trot's Vision really caught my attention. It, it was a, a win that meant a lot to her and clearly it meant a lot to Kate as well. They've had a lot to do with each other and this was a horse that was quite special to her and it was great to see her get a, a really big victory yesterday. Oh, look, it was. It's great. It's inspiring, isn't it, listening to the emotion in anybody that uh, is successful. Uh, and in this case, uh, it was Don't Care and, and Kate, a uh, wonderful job with a terrific horse. And Shannon also, um, with her, uh, the way she's burgeoning as a, as a driver now and the, and the confidence, it can never be underestimated. And, and, you know, it's always tough. And the more you apply yourself, the harder you try, you might end up in a pothole here or there and get a bit of a setback. But it's a bit like falling off the horse. You've got to get back up again. And she's done that so well. And I reckon her experience within that um, media uh, through Harness Race in Victoria has helped as well. It complements the job that she's doing and learning about other aspects of, of horse racing and harness racing. And then it gels. And, uh, yeah, wonderful uh, moment for, for Shannon. It was a, a terrific uh, win. It's a Group 2 race. Uh, and for Kate as well to combine with a really good horse. Not to underestimate, he's a really good horse. And he was runner-up in a Group 1 race mm -hmm. just a 
the week before, finishing in front of Elderberry Zeus, who won the Group 1 on Saturday night. So well done to the team, and particularly for Shannon. And it's moments like that that can propel any jockey or any driver, for that matter. Um, so uh, she's got a... Well, I think she's destined to be a, a, a harness racing driver for life. If she wasn't before that race, um, I think she, she will be, because it suits her, and she suits harness racing. Yeah, she sure does. She's driving outstandingly at the moment and uh, as we touched on earlier with the chat Dan she's got her hands full as well she's just finished university and she's obviously doing a lot of great work with Trots Vision as well so um, she's a real talent that the industry certainly needs to hold on to uh, Dan as we pointed out you're calling the action at Yarra Valley this afternoon um, what's uh, who are you keen to back there this afternoon at Yarra Valley uh, my best is race four, number nine, Tizzy Lizzie, Jess Tubbs and, and Greg Sugars. Just looks a good race for Tizzy Lizzie. Just a shade of odds on now. It's firmed up. So that's in race four, uh, horse number nine. Horse at odds, I thought, it's probably over the odds, is a sports rack. It's about 14 or 15 bucks, but Ever Justice has the drive. She got a winner. It was a terrific win on, on hell of a, uh, at Ballarat, coming from last at about the 400 to win. Uh, so Ever's only a young uh, lady, but she's doing a terrific job uh, in uh, the industry in such a short time. Of course, her, her dad's uh, John Justice and mum is is, uh, is Kasha. And, um, yeah, she's really going places, a bit like Shannon O'Sullivan. It's really refreshing to see. So it's at long odds, so I'm suggesting it might be worth a play today as well. Race three, horse number five, but the best is race four, number nine, Tizzy Lizzie. All right, we'll be keeping an eye on Yarra Valley this afternoon. David Manning will be steering you through race day here on RSN 927 on the other side of one o'clock. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, Dan, we've got the Shepparton Gold Cup there on Saturday night. It's worth $75,000, that group two. The following week, we head to Ballarat for the Ballarat Cup. And then we're back at Melton for uh, more group action. So things are certainly heating up in the countryside of things. Oh, they certainly are. I'm not sure if ever they cool down. If anything, it was just on low burn and uh, just bubbling away in the background. And Hamilton Cup's on the Sunday next weekend, so it's a double cup weekend. Beautiful. We'll look forward to that. And uh, green light on a little bit later in the week. Although we'll be on the Magic Millions, we still will cross to you on Thursday for uh, a quick preview of proceedings over the weekend, Dan. So looking forward to doing that from uh, the sunny Gold Coast. You enjoy your day out there at Yarra Valley today. Thank you. Well, it'd be a good prep for it because I reckon today Gold Coast couldn't be any better than what we've got today. Uh, so you've had the, the right trial in preparation for that. <laughs> enjoy your week, mate. I look forward to talking to you later in the week. Thanks for that, Dan.